Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Refocus, where we talk to artists and music industry professionals about building sustainable careers as creative workers, with a focus on folk. I'm your host, Rosalind Dennett. Toronto-based singer-songwriter Just Prince is known for seamlessly blending Western and Eastern sounds into a harmonious tapestry. With a captivating style that defies genre constraints, his music weaves elements of folk, rock, blues, and Hindustani classical music into a mesmerizing experience. Just Prince's evocative compositions take listeners on a sonic journey, transcending cultural boundaries and resonating with soul. At the 2023 Ontario Folk Music Awards, Just Prince was awarded the prestigious Colleen Peterson Songwriting Award by the Ontario Arts Council for his song, Calmly. Just Prince had a jury-selected showcase at this year's Folk Music Ontario Conference and is such a delightful person to be around. I'm excited for everyone in our Refocus community to get to know him a little better. Please enjoy our conversation with Just Prince. Hi, Prince. How are you doing? Good, Rosalind. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm so excited to speak with you. I haven't seen you since since the Ontario Folk Music Awards. Yes. How have you been since then? Pretty good. Just working on new music and writing new stuff. And yeah, working with my band and my own music, looking forward to some gigs. How about you? You know, it's been good. It's been a busy time for sure. As uh, we're kind of deep into conference and tour and gigging season, it's a busy time for a lot of folks. I'm wondering if you can just introduce, for folks who don't know you, give us a little background on your musical journey, how you got into it, what are some of your influences? I grew up in India, in Punjab, but I've also lived in different places. I've also lived in Nigeria, Zimbabwe, and mostly grew up in Punjab. So fortunately, I was surrounded by people who listened to a bunch of different things, from like Pink Floyd to Zeppelin to grunge music mostly (laughs) or rock music because it was just what was around in my friend group and as well as like the Indian music I guess the the classical stuff I always grew up listening to it because the devotional songs that my mom listens and like my dad it's always in the house the devotional songs are constantly going and then you don't even realize that you know you grew up with it so that's it and then in Chandigarh which is like close to Punjab, I started taking vocal lessons, Western vocal lessons, because that's what I was more interested in. (laughs) So I studied Western vocals. I did my, like the Trinity exams and all those things, like grade exams. So that was nice. And then I stumbled upon like Indian classical music. And I was like, I remember in my first class, my teacher was asking me to sing like a major scale. And I sang a major scale, but I was singing it with like making expressions like then mm-hmm. I was my face was like looking weird and <laughs> and he was like now do the same thing without making those weird expressions <laughs> so and then that's when I knew this teacher is is who I want to keep <laughs> learning with <laughs> so his name's Humble Shine and I studied in A.R. Rahman is like one of the musical legends in India and I studied it in Chennai in his music conservatory for like almost a year and then I'm still taking classes from the same teacher still learning vocals and later on I got to 
I remember once again, one other moment in class where it was like, what is all this? Like, I don't get it. But then you keep doing it and then you understand the mathematics behind it, behind like mm. the distances between notes and like how to touch a certain note and come back to the other. And that to me is like still so interesting. Like it's like an ocean, like people say, of possibilities and places that you can just transcend to. Because it's very microtonal, right? Like yeah. It's not just whole tone, half tone. There's a whole bunch of possibilities within those, right? There is, but I think for me, I'm still sticking to the 12 notes. Mm -hmm. But the way you express it is like sometimes I think in Western music where you play a certain note and then you express that note. In Indian classical music, sometimes you'll just, you'll just use it as a passing note. But the color that it creates is so interesting. That's why there's so many rags and stuff. Rags are basically scales. Mm -hmm. They have similar notations for the whole for the whole thing, but it'll sound so different. And just because of what note you stress on and what note you touch and go to the other, the stress on the other note. And it's like really, um, it still excites me, all these little things. Can you give us an example? Bilas Khani Thodi and Bhairvi, I feel like they have similar notes. But when you listen to them, the expression is so different hmm. in both the rags. But some people, when they sing, they'll they'll mix those rags and it works, but it's okay. <laughs> so then how did you go from studying in this kind of conservatory, somewhat like classical setting to then like writing your own music? So even in India, I wrote a song. I've always like ever since I wanted to be a musician or an artist, I've always wanted to be an independent artist. That to me is freedom of for like expression or just like doing my thing. That appeals to me. That's like, okay, I'm free when I do this thing. That's the reason why, I guess, because I started writing songs back in India. I released one song and then I deleted that song <laughs> because my parents, I they're still like a little weird about me doing music, but now they're better than before. So, yeah. Well, your, your song, Kamli, which won the... Colleen Peterson Award that was written from your mom's perspective, right? Yes. yes. Did, does she know that? Has she heard the song? No. <laughs> I, would, I would never tell her that. Really? <laughs> no. How come? I don't know. It's just, I was thinking about this a few days ago where it's like, it's so normal in the Western culture when you say like, I love you, my mother or my dad, you say I love you to like everyone. But in India, I think most of the people grow up not saying I love you to anyone, but there's that feeling there. There's also this Sufi saying where it's like, if you did say I love you, then, you know, the weight of it is it's just the feeling. I don't know how to explain this, but like sometimes it's not even said. But mm. I love my mother so much. But I never said that I love her. That's what I'm trying to say. Is like I, I. But I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't explain that song to her. Has she heard the song? Oh yeah, yeah. I went to India last year, and then we played the song, the whole album, in the car, and they were all enjoying it. They were listening to it. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she might know without saying it out loud. Yeah. But she knows. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's neat. And then so. You know, I've listened to a lot of your music and, and gone back into some of your catalog. And it's it's really interesting to hear the way that your kind of sound has progressed. And I hear like some stuff that's more leaning towards the style of the Indian classical music. Yes. And leaning towards there. And then some stuff that's like really Western sounding and more towards there. And then you have some stuff that's just like that perfect fusion of those things. Is that like a conscious choice or you feel just still kind of feeling like you're feeling it out? I think... 
that's the musician side of me that can play around with all those notes and just like just have fun with it and the artistic side of it is like expression so i feel like when those two are on the same page the musicianship and the artistry but then i come up with those ideas where it's like okay this is how i want okay this is what i released before i don't want anything to sound similar to what i've already done so i'm going to try something new that's the idea behind it basically that's cool and then this was your first folk music ontario conference do you consider yourself folk music or 100% yeah like is that kind of how you think of your your music yes 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 yes, yes. because i also sang a punjabi folk song uh challa at at one of my showcases because i wanted to bring some punjabi folk authentic punjabi folk <laughs> but in my own way obviously but yes i do consider myself folk musician but at the same time i also write thinking that okay i can play rock or i can play blues i can play with, with grunge and indian classical so folk is definitely a big part of how i think yes fantastic a lot of people were really excited by your performance at fmo it was you're buzzing you know thank <laughs> everyone god, was really god. really excited about it and are you looking forward to doing more kind of like live performance are you looking to tour what what are some of the plans you have coming up so ever since i like started doing this i've been wanting to play big stages and i want to play like i keep it that simple like in my head that's that's the goal to play big stages nice stages and to be able to keep doing music i feel like i've done what like most musicians would do i've played on the streets i've busked i've played like those bars where no one's listening to you <laughs> and you play for 3 hours and you get paid like 70 dollars <laughs> and so and now i feel like now intentionally i want to play festivals big festivals and i want to tour and play places where which are like nice big listening rooms that's my goal and i really hope i can achieve those things cuz i'm ready with my music i feel yeah well it, it was interesting during your acceptance speech when you won the Colleen Peterson award you mentioned during it that there was a moment that you were doubting yourself and you weren't sure if this was like the right path for you to go on yes. can you tell us a little bit about that moment for you it comes down to like for me now that perspective came from like materialistic things where it's like okay i want a nicer place to live okay i want to be able to drive wherever i go but i don't even have a car <laughs> so like and then your parents call you and they're like what are you doing in canada and <laughs> then you're like and you don't have an answer for them because you are putting in a lot of practice with your band or by yourself but it doesn't pay you for to practice you know so but grants are <laughs> are a thing so i'm gonna, mm-hmm. <laughs> i've i've looked into some grants and hopefully i'll get a few but anyways so that's what was the struggle is like man this is like i'm stuck i just had a feeling of being stuck and i wanted to get out of it and just like be able to earn more and play music somehow and it's not like the first time it happened <laughs> i'm sure every musician goes through this phase where it's like oh i could have done this and then i could have made more money and just like live life easier but i don't think it's as fulfilling as the stupidity that you're living with i guess in someone else's perspective it's stupidity i feel but we are we are just having fun i guess we're like in a way we're feeling free and we're living life and that's why we do this but it's definitely tough for for artists and especially like i don't sing songs that are like proper catered to canadian audience but 
at the same time canadian audience is very open they're very receptive of different kinds of music so that's a blessing i'm in a good place <laughs> yeah well and, and you're giving those audiences something that's so unique you know and with like such joy around it and i'm so excited for more folks to to hear you and find out about your music thank you so much this, no it's such a pleasure also coming from you you're i respect you a lot and ah. you know it, i remember meeting you at the small world one of the sessions yeah the small world music incubator yes incubator yeah and i remember you telling me a story of like full disclaimer i've slept in a car <laughs> for a conference <laughs> and i'm like I respect, <laughs> you know, to go to those lengths just to like, just to be able to be around music or just to be able to play music and like that says a lot about a person. So it's not always the most glamorous lifestyle, <laughs> you know, that, that, but you know, we make it work. What do you think kind of snapped you out of the self-doubt kind of spiral? Okay. So the thing is like the music that I'm making is unique and I'm aware of that and it's different. So I am in a way being the best version of myself mm -hmm. and I consider myself like one of the best places that I could be at like with my music. So I'm I'm doing good like on my music side. When I'm singing, I'm not going off much. When I'm playing timing wise, I'm not good mm -hmm. off much. And that to me is like very reassuring that, you know, so th the things which I started with basically just like singing in key and playing in time that's what is most important to me and the things that I'm saying as well the songwriting of it mm -hmm. and so that is like super unique and so I recognize that and I, that's the reason why I snapped out that self-doubt is like no one no one can do this other than me no no one else can tell your stories and no one else can share that unique perspective yes what are some of the other themes maybe you can tell folks a bit about some of the things that you are writing about and mm -hmm. you know where that where your inspiration for songwriting comes from so it's always like different topics obviously as every songwriter writes about but i've written songs like borders which is about just like everyone being under the same sky and like just unity thinking big i guess and then i've also written like storytelling songs like kusur which is a hindi song um urdu hindi or urdu and it's just a story about meeting someone and then going our separate ways and that's okay and then there's all sorts of songs just being at two different places illusion is about like faces over faces over like too many <laughs> like people so I, whatever i feel strongly like so there's different topics obviously i i, I don't think mm -hmm. i have like a specific theme that i write about it's it's a very it's a jungle in here <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's life, you know? Life yeah. is, uh, it's complicated. Yes. Right? When did you move to Canada? I came here in 2018. And then the first two months, I was living in a basement, going to college. And like, I was living my saddest life because <laughs> I couldn't do music. And then I found out that steps away from where my college was, there's 
along McQuaid. And then I used to sit in there for hours, like skipping all my classes. I don't care about my classes, just go in that long McQuaid and just keep playing guitar. And none of the employees said anything. Like I would, I would sit in there for three, four hours and they didn't say anything. So I really appreciate whoever. And then one of the guys who worked there is a good friend of mine now. So that's how I guess it started. And then I started looking up like, where can I play? So I came to downtown Toronto. I was living in Scarborough at the time. And then I remember for like one and a half or two years, I used to commute every day from Scarborough <laughs> to Toronto. It's like a two hour train thing just to play like two songs at open mics or like just to be around people who play music. And like, it's so cool. You get to listen to other songwriters and like what their journey is and you make friends. It's like the perfect thing. Shout out to those Long and McQuaid employees. Yes. That <laughs> you practice there. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Who are some of the influences? Like who are some people that you were listening to or folks that kind of influenced you around that time? I listened to classical stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. So Ustad Bade Gulam Ali Khan Sahib, he's like insane. <laughs> you cannot even touch <laughs> what he's doing like the way he's singing the expressions, Salamat Ali Khan Sahib, you know, Gulam Ali Khan Sahib is a very intelligent composer. Hari Haran was like one of the first people who was actually doing this, who was like mixing genres where it's like he was bringing in Western and like Indian classical. He's like an amazing, very nice singer. One of his ghazals, I, I think you should check it out. It's called mm-hmm. Ye Ai Nese. It's, it's in a blue scale. And I think that was the first time I heard a guzzle in blue scale. And I was like, whoa, this is so sick. And then on the Western side, I was listening to bands like Pink Floyd. The songwriting of it was just, just like, it makes you think like the way they write. Then even Kurt Cobain, amazing songwriter. Chris Cornell's voice was a big inspiration, like the range yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. like sheer expression. So and then even the band called Tool, Tool was one of the another big inspirations just because the way they play with time, like they have Mm. different time signatures and like it's fun. It's really fun. And then also recently I discovered like D'Angelo, his production is insane. Like the layering that even Pino on bass, how does someone think <laughs> like to produce certain, like, you know, it's it's really amazing. So these are some of the people that I grew up listening to. And like Begum Akhtar, she's incredible classical singer. Koshki Chakravarti, again, incredible mm-hmm. classical singer. And Tirakwa, who is a tabla player, legend, legend tabla player. Allah Khan Saab again, tabla player. So because of Abbas, <laughs> I'm getting introduced to all these like tabla players. Abbas is a friend of mine who plays tabla with me. Yes. Yeah. How did you meet the folks in your band? You Like who do you usually play with? So Abbas, I met through one of the gigs that we played together. So he plays tabla with me and I convinced him to play some percussions. <laughs> so just because the song needed percussions rather than it's like some songs the music just needs different things and Patrick I met through Small World that was really nice and he's like super nice both of these guys are like very nice guys and they're like disciplined when it comes to like their self-practice and like practicing on the songs and like they have positive input so I'm I'm lucky that you know I get to work with these guys yes do you have your own practice regimen oh yeah yes 100 percent. i wake up and then you know do my thing and then i sit 
on this like so indian classical people they sit on the floor and then i have a drone it's called tanpura so you turn it on usually in the morning time i'm practicing in a sharp key so i'm just practicing the lower notes and then from the lower fifth up until the upper fifth for the morning time and then during the afternoon or something i'll go to c sharp or d sometimes even d sharp and then i'll practice like the full scales and i try different combinations and stuff amazing and then you primarily play guitar right when you're accompanying yourself yes so guitar funny enough i haven't like sat with my guitar and practiced a song in forever like every time i play it's like i didn't practice the song <laughs> but i've practiced my notations and i practice like my basic guitar thing that i'm trying to work on but for the song i never like practice a song unless i'm with abbas and patrick and then we're going through the song when you're writing is do you take that same kind of discipline to writing where you're like okay i'm going to write from this time to this time or is it just whenever inspiration comes in for for writing i want to say a thing there's this friend of mine who i ran into randomly and then she was like oh i had like a writer's block for 2 years and i couldn't write and then i was like it's a thing writer's block is a thing you know and you start believing that just cuz someone else has been through it you start believing and then i heard this johnny mitchell interview where she was like i'm constantly having things to say and then i was like me too <laughs> and then i was like it's a mindset thing honestly when i heard like johnny mitchell say i never have writer's block she said that and and i was like okay if she can never have writer's block and she had constantly has things to say i can do it too it's like such a switch for me like right now like vocals is taking a lot of space in my life and i want to keep excelling at it and just mm-hmm. want to keep doing better at it and just like listening i think the better listener you are it's more fun yeah the listening aspect of it is sometimes i think just as important as actually playing you know yes i'm not talking about the kind of listening where you're like doing the dishes and <laughs> you know doing something else but that kind of active <laughs> active listening you know yes i'm sure you you are a great listener do you ever like hop in jams and like do you know what key it is like cuz you play a fretless instrument and then yeah you're... i have some like classic stories of you know being on on the stage at a festival mm-hmm. and like the guitar player starts a song with like the capo on the wrong uh-huh. fret you know it was all of a sudden i'm like okay guys we're in g flat now instead of <laughs> you know in g major and, that's so fun and like adapting in that way certainly for a fretless instrument having good ears is pretty handy yeah yeah pretty clutch it's uh but in terms of listening i find it difficult to have background music because i want to listen so if i'm going like running or doing something else i'm usually listening to a podcast not mm. to music because like i can't really function uh-huh. if there's music going on True. you know even like getting like if you've ever had like a massage or anything like that and, or <laughs> any kind of service where they like put on like music in the back even like doctors offices or something and they put on music in the background yeah. that's supposed to make you calm and i'm yeah. like freaking out cuz i'm like this is weird why are they doing this what is that instrument why <laughs> you know it's like the least calming thing for me cuz and you like you analyze it i don't have exactly. a lot of theory but i i think about it like yeah. why does this good or why don't i like it you know yeah and then you start thinking of the distances okay was this the third or the fourth and then you're like oh okay it, it's a major scale it's there okay it's here it's in this time signature okay this is what's happening yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like people's vocal when you're talking about the vocal approach there are so many interesting singers out there to listen to that always kind of fascinates me yes definitely who are some of your favorite singers 
Oh my God. I can't, I can't answer those questions. <laughs> like even like, yeah, that's like the most impossible question for Fair like enough. favorite singers, favorite bands, favorite songs. I can never, I can never answer those questions. It's like, that's like my worst nightmare is having <laughs> to answer that question. Cause what you're saying, what your influences resonates a lot with me. Cause I feel like I also listen to a lot of different styles of music and, and like very similar. I feel like we had like the same 90s mixtape or something because mm. a lot of similar influences. But because there's so many different types, it's hard to compare them to mm. each other, I guess. Yeah. When you're into a lot of different genres. True. But that's what it is. I feel like every individual, like, thank God they were themselves so that you could look at them or like listen to them years later and then you can be like oh wow there's beauty in like them being themselves Mm -hmm. oh gosh absolutely favorite singer right now just prince (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) we were talking about like that analysis and that music theory way were you studying theory when you were at the conservatory like doing like the singing lessons and stuff was that i feel like in the western side of music there are in classical music there are a bunch of scales there are like different things happening but for the commercial stuff i feel like it's just major minor pentatonic and Mm -hmm. which is fine but as a musician you're like okay i want more spice to it (laughs) i want to listen to something more and then so indian classical was that thing which i think you only understand when you're actually interested in music when you're Mm -hmm. actually like learning and that's what it is like being a good student of music all your life it's just you're like so that's what it was so there's four four scales which basically my teacher tells me to practice every day but i never do <laughs> i i used to but so the first one is like major scale and then the second one is with the flat third and flat seventh the third one is flat second flat third flat sixth flat seventh and then the fourth one is just the flat second and flat sixth. Hmm. So, and then while going up, you play one. And then while coming down from the upper root, you play something else. So, th- this this is something that I practice or I should be practicing <laughs> more. Uh, but it's it's very interesting. And then you do that with the raised fourth, which is okay, which is like, oh, even more fun. <laughs> yeah. So, is this, are these, when you said your teacher is, is this the person that, that the you're ex- studying the in? Indian classical Yes, with? yes, yes. Okay. Humble Chine. He's amazing. Like one of the things about he's from South of India. And so he speaks like Tamil. There's many different languages. So mm-hmm. he speaks like Tamil or uh, Malayalam. And he sings in Urdu, mm-hmm. which is like he he understands those songs just for the sake of singing. And I've known him for like five, six years now. And I have to tell him that, sir, I've known you for five, six years, but your Hindi or Urdu hasn't got any better. <laughs> like, it's still the same, <laughs> which is so funny. But he's he's amazing. But he's the one. Yeah, he's the one. And he's very intelligent when it comes to music. And, like, his ear is crazy. Like, hmm. that's, that's one thing I want to get better at is just, like, developing my ear. Do you feel like there's some overarching lessons that you've taken away from that like other than like the technical stuff you know there's like some really nice guzzles that he has introduced me to and then we've also built like a friendship over the years Mm -hmm. where it's like yeah and also I feel like in the western side did you have like different teachers growing up oh yeah yeah Yeah. 
so in indian classical there's usually like one guru that you stick to and mm-hmm. you keep learning from them i find it very like nice cuz you build a relationship with that teacher and then they know you and like what your capabilities are and they're like and every class when it ends i'm like what should i practice sir and he's he'll tell me okay you should work on this you should work on that and then i'm like okay this is this is fun <laughs> that's neat though and it's neat that that friend that like student teacher relationship grows into a friendship over time and it's i think that's really beautiful that's really yeah that's really fun you mentioned the amount of languages that your teacher knows how many languages do you speak and then how many languages do you sing in okay so i speak english hindi urdu punjabi and i write in all four nice <laughs> so wow, it's cool. yeah it's it's like cuz you know how do you speak french very poorly <laughs> we, we'll, we'll just say no for the <laughs> for the record so i feel like some songs which are in french would only sound very beautiful when they stay in french right mm-hmm. so it's like one of those things that's how i approach my writing but it's like okay this song this is what my message is it's about sufism so i feel like um sufism like nachis is about selflessness or insignificance how insignificant we are as human beings and like you know who is a stranger here all those things basically so that song i wrote in urdu because i felt like i couldn't express it better in any other language so that's mm-hmm. how i approach it and it came naturally i feel even the songwriting sometimes i'm just walking down the street that's when i write the most when i'm walking around <laughs> and i oh okay i observe something and then i'm like oh okay this is my perspective on what i just saw <laughs> or like what i just heard and like and you're just like staying still and observing that's it that's so neat mine's usually like driving i th- i think there's like a method to that like walking or driving or like something that a part of your body is like doing something repetitive enough that you're not thinking about it but a part of you is like occupied yeah. so that the rest of you can be like aware and and take in inspiration or something true you mentioned like incorporating sufism into songs and i know that was a part of comly is that a common theme that you draw upon honestly it's very uh, it's very random i grew up listening to a lot of like sufi songs and like that's what i get drawn to the most the writing of that but there's also times when you just want to like chill and like <laughs> listen to like listen to some nice easy songs and like leon bridges river is such a nice song sometimes you just want to listen to like nice and easy chill songs and i also use like different people's perspective to write so that's fun because it's like an actor getting <laughs> getting in someone else's skin and then you're like you're presenting what they think <laughs> how they are presenting but yeah so for like a little bit of background for folks who aren't aware of the Colleen Peterson award the award was started by the Ontario Arts Council and is like administered by by Folk Music Ontario but there's like the juried award and it's given to an outstanding songwriter for an outstanding song but it is for like an emerging artist and it's in honor of Colin Peterson who was an amazing Ontario singer-songwriter what was your reaction when you found out that you had won the award because it is a surprise you don't yes. know that the interesting thing about the award is that you don't apply for it um yeah. somebody from the jury of the awards you get selected what was your reaction so i was walking with a bus we were going to get lunch and then i was like I usually don't pick up calls from like 
unknown numbers so i didn't pick up and then i i heard the voicemail and then it was like i have some good news for you carolyn speaking from ontario arts council she basically gave me the good news and i had like the biggest smile on my face and i was like thank uh-huh. thank you god and like thank you so much for this and honestly like with how the folk music ontario the week was like the award was like a cherry on top <laughs> it was really 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 something and i heard some like really nice singer songwriters there even mm. a lot of like toronto friends came there's so many amazing singer songwriters and like so many different stories that they sing about very interesting yeah yeah it's a really nice part of FMO absolutely but any of the like these kinds of gatherings you know when people are asking like well what's the point you know like sure you're there to like hopefully get some gigs or drum up some you make some relationships but you know there's a lot of value in just getting that inspiration from from people doing the same thing that you're doing and you know maybe some people that are maybe a few steps ahead of of, of where you are and getting to see some <clears throat> of the trajectory as well as just being inspired by other artists and and you know, all sorts of different kinds of art there was a there was a really interesting mix of music this year definitely i find it very very nice too like the hillary from the pairs which is an amazing band and group we played the pairs and i played like a so far show 4 years ago and it was my first ever so far show and then those guys were super nice to me and then they were like so she's the one who introduced me to like oh you should apply for this thing folk music ontario and like so it's been on my radar for a while but it was just like some documentations i had to get my pr done i have my pr mm-hmm. now so which is good <laughs> and then last year i was in india so this year seemed perfect and then i was like yes i i get to showcase that's amazing yeah, it's all about timing you <laughs> yeah. know and so it always comes through in the end and uh we'll extend a thank you to hillary yes <laughs> for, for introducing you to us and it's cool to see because the pairs hosted the ontario folk music awards so neat to see that kind of come in a neat full circle right yeah i was so comfy there i'm like ah oh, these guys are all my friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did such an amazing job. Tell us a little bit about what you have coming up. So there's this band of this is a different project. It's Running Rivers. We were like five people first, then we were four people and then now we're three people. So it's me, Zeeshan and Abbas again, but I'm playing bass and singing now and Zeeshan plays guitar and Abbas plays tabla. So we recorded an album in August. which was a six track album <laughs> and now <laughs> it'll be a three song ep <laughs> just cuz uh, some things happened and i don't want to get into the drama <laughs> but but so now we're releasing three songs which should be out by mid december or end of december and that was running rivers yes running rivers so that ep is something i'm looking forward to and other than that i have like a few shows coming up that I'm excited about. And you're pretty active on social media too, right? Yes. Like people can follow you on Instagram and Yes. That's like that. there's that and I constantly post about like my shows or my music. Yeah, strictly music related things. <laughs> so that's fun. As a devoted follower of you on Instagram, it's a great channel to follow because you also post like just like you jamming and playing little bits or snippets of stuff and yeah. yeah it's really really fun to hear what you're working on thank you thank you so much yeah well thank you so much for chatting with us it's been great getting to know you better and i hope our listeners enjoyed getting to know you and and i know that they'll love your music such a pleasure thank you so much for having me and so nice to talk to you
That's all for this episode, friends. The Refocus podcast is brought to you by Folk Music Ontario. Find out more by heading to folkmusicontario.org slash refocus. That's R-E-F-O-L-K-U-S. The podcast is produced by Kayla Nizon and Rosalind Dennett and mixed by Jordan Moore at the Pod Cabin. The opening theme is by King Cardiac and the artwork is by Jamie Carn. Please give us a download, a like, subscribe, rate, and review to let us know you're listening. Until next time, keep it folk and have fun. 